1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Madra Martini's. I'm Adam, and here is Danielle. You can oh, say hi. <laughs> hi. Yeah, it's okay. You're here. I'm off. I'm <laughs> a little off. <laughs> um, I had a, a whole list of things here that I wanted to start with, but first, you impressed me tonight, just like ten minutes ago. Really? <laughs> yeah. You 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 don't even know, Wait, do can you? I guess. What Try. I did? What happened? What just happened that would impress me? You know, like a small thing, like nothing huge. It's got to be cleaning related. Kinda.
2: Yeah, it's gotta kinda. be.
1: Well, you didn't clean, so no, that wasn't I didn't. it. <laughs> but it was kind of kind of similar.
2: Um, God, cleaning related, kind of similar.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I don't know. All
1: right. Well, speak. We just did the whole episode about um, what was it, um, mom? Organizing. No, no, the mom. Um, Valley. The things that you do that we don't think about. Oh, mental load. Mental load. Yeah. Right. So. There was a paper jam in the printer. and I told you to fix it. You told me to fix it because you would never do that. So that was my job. Well, I don't want to
2: break the machine. <laughs> sure.
1: Um, no, I'm serious. <laughs> you
2: don't want me fixing a paper jam either. No,
1: probably not. Right. But, but so the problem was that there was a stack of papers in there that was just bad. It was like glued together or something that it wasn't going through the printer. So I took them out and I almost threw them out. And you said, no, no, stop. Jonah could use it. Don't throw them out, and it was almost like you were like, save the paper so Jonah can use it, so we don't have to buy more.
2: Oh no, I was thinking about like the planet, (laughs) not about money. I was like thinking from a green perspective. Oh, for a second there, I thought
1: you were like trying to be. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I was more.
2: I mean, I I, thank you for giving me credit. Yeah, but I was more thinking of like (laughs) saving the environment. That's good too. Which I'm. Trust me, I'm. I'm horrible end in so many ways but i do try a little bit
1: <laughs> <laughs> the planet is just fine no it's not oh it's yes not it just is fine. it's humans that are not just fine
2: oh well the planet the is planet not just is going to be
1: just fine without us so, so
2: you think we're going to be gone before the planet's it, gone
1: all the all the planet has to do is like erupt some volcano and then all the plastic is gone the earth doesn't care about that it's gonna like it, it's gonna
2: reju- rejuvenate itself it's
1: yeah the earth is fine we don't need Earth Day. We need People Day.
2: What does that mean? Like, for people to be better? Well, that's yeah, like what, what do we Day care? is. We're,
1: we're, we don't care that, they, that we need to save the Earth. The Earth is just fine. We need to save it so that humans can survive on the Earth.
2: Oh, you're saying that in... Right. It's that, a selfish thing. Right, right. Yeah. It's The Earth is going to be here no matter what. Exactly. Oh.
1: Yeah. Plastic's not going to kill the Earth. It's going to kill oh. humans.
2: Oh. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of the things I wanted to talk about in this episode for expectations. I have that. Uh, oh, really? Well, not the Earth, but, you know... Just how fucking horrible I am at trying to save it, even though I do try.
1: Okay. Before uh, we continue, I just have a few things to say. Wow. Yeah, I do. I did some research. And there was a couple of reviews that were left for us that I want to comment on. Uh Uh-oh. The first one was, um, this is just good. It's very nice. So I thank you for NHPRNCSS. Oh, who left us a N-P-R. very nice review. Is
2: that NPR? It, no, N-P-R- NPH. Oh. No, oh, I'm sorry. N. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris left us a review. <laughs> okay.
1: I absolutely love listening to Danielle and Adam. They're so real. They say the things that everyone thinks about, but nobody says out loud. It helps me think about my own relationship, but it's so funny that it doesn't feel like work. Thank you. Nothing to say about that, but hey, thanks for leaving that review. That's kind of cool. Um, Next one, and this is the one I kind of wanted to get to, that we have a lot of new podcast listeners, people who have never listened to a podcast before. Yes, and thank you for Yes, listening. thank you for allowing us to pop your cherry, your podcast cherry. Mm-hmm, Adam uh, likes to pop people's cherry. <laughs> so, it a long time for him. Yeah, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, header was my default podcast for me time.
2: I think it's my default podcast for me time.
1: Default? Not yeah. default.
2: Well, the I wrong. Just, I think you had the wrong the emphasis on the wrong syllable.
1: Is that true? I default? think so. Default. Default. It could be either, either way. Yeah. Anyway, way. they go along to say, "Love your podcast. I have recommended to so many friends and find myself talking about it all the time because you have so many applicable topics. Mm. Applicable. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm learning. Question. Or applicable. Applicable. Sure. Sure. Question. Did you use like a fast forward button or something for your recent podcast? I feel like you were speaking so fast. The mental load one had the life coach on speed talk. Ha. Are you trying to fit it all in? Ha ha. So much to say. Congrats and <laughs> keep up the good work. Wow, you should be
2: one of those audiobook <laughs> readers. Right. Audible should hire you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for, for all of you newbies out there, noobs, oh god. Uh podcasts uh, podcast apps have an option. To speed up the podcast, so you can set it to like one and a half times speed or two times speed. Or yeah, that's
2: probably what you did, right? I think so. Yeah.
1: So you were probably it's
2: she, I don't, I
1: don't she know, she or he or uh-huh. you out there, you accidentally probably hit it somehow, right? That sped it up. Um, but
2: thank you for being nice about yeah, it.
1: Yeah, I'm putting this out there on the podcast because we can't message a reviewer. Right, you can't
2: message a reviewer, and Yeah. this
1: is the only way to communicate to yeah. somebody who leaves a review. So. Try that. That might have been the problem.
2: Right. Right. And I appreciate that how nice they were because sometimes yeah, people are so nice. But also, this is a good chance to just say, it's been a few weeks, we've had mostly interviews, but this is a good chance to say, please check your phone and make sure your subscribe button is hit um, because I know a lot of times people forget. I forget sometimes. It, no matter the podcast. It doesn't even have to be ours. Just subscribe. You don't have to listen to all the episodes, but it really helps us. And also, please go rate and review. So I'm okay, get that wow. out there. Out
1: of the way first. Out of the way
2: first. Okay. Yeah. All right get the business done
1: so speaking of that let's start what are we talking oh, about? oh
2: well i wanted to say something too
1: oh you Am have I an allowed? intro
2: what
1: that's not typical it's not no i
2: think it's typical oh,
1: okay well i got? just
2: want to i was i thought you were going to bring it up i thought this was gonna be one of your things at tomorrow's mother's day
1: and <laughs> eh, we did that already
2: oh my yeah. god <laughs> what do you mean we did that already it's like yeah. every year
1: it's like oh it's mother's day again <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, you know, by the time people listen to this, it won't be Mother's right. Day anymore. But I more wanted to say, from the standpoint of, um, yes, Happy Mother's Day to uh, you know all those mothers out happy there. Happy Mother's Day. But also, oh. and you were oh, for fuck's sake, Billy! <laughs> all oh. I want is my dogs to You're, stop barking. You guys have no idea. Dog.
1: We just cut out like ten minutes of pre-recorded stuff because Billy won't shut up. Yeah. Because Augie stole his bone. Right. So
2: I just wanted to say, also, I want to throw in there that I know there are a lot of people out there who number one aren't moms. Uh, I know there are a lot of people out there who've lost their moms, who have, who are dealing right now with infertility issues, um, you know, who just maybe have lost a child. Whatever it is, I wanted to just say, you know, Mother's Day to me is more about just having kids. I have so many maternal influences in my life who aren't my mom, maybe don't even have kids. But I think that, you know, it's it's important to just say to me the day is about those people out there who care for you and keep you safe and make you feel loved and adored and so happy mother's day to any woman who's out there, you know, taking care of people around them. I, and if you have friends who have lost a mom or anything, make sure you check on them even if it's not mother's day. That's, that's very hard. sweet. Well, thank you. I needed to throw that in there.
1: I thought you were going to start talking about my amazing gift to you for Mother's I, Day. I, well, I
2: should talk about that. But I was going to talk about that after the fact.
1: <laughs> Why? Just in case it doesn't get done or something? No, no.
2: I was just going to wait until after and talk about the experience okay. of it. So we always joke about a mom being wanting to be alone in a hotel. And you gave me a night alone in a hotel. I did. Tomorrow night.
1: Yes. Yes. I well, will be alone is tomorrow today is night. Saturday. Tomorrow is Sunday, Mother's mm-hmm. Day. Mm-hmm. So I said to you, I want you to have... I listen I've heard what you've been saying. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to have alone time. Yep. Go by yourself, go work, go sit at a hotel, have a night out all by yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's my gift to you.
2: Thank you. It's very nice. All
1: that's right. Great gift. Yes. What should we got? We didn't even talk about what this episode's about. Go yet. ahead. Me? Yeah. Expectations.
2: Yeah. Expectations or high expectations or. I think we need to put ourselves in check because I think we're all being, especially after the mental load episode, uh, a lot of episodes. I think that part of the reason why we're all so stressed all the time and uh, kind of disappointed a lot of the time or some of the time even um, is that we are, we're expecting too much out of ourselves. And as some You know, very wise people out there, a lot of, you know, psychologists and um, therapists and everything say we're expecting too much from the people around us. Maybe. and Maybe sometimes we're not. But I think that the whole expectation thing, if we sort of figure out if we are on the right track or not, maybe we can give ourselves a little bit of leeway, a little bit of a little bit more credit. And I think we all deserve that.
1: Okay, well, once again, I have a list of questions that you prepared me for,
2: mm-hmm. and it's a new episode. We haven't done. I didn't this say that.
1: Before. I did not say this is a new episode. Mm-hmm. How much of how we were raised affects our expectations for our lives and our future? Did you answer it? Or do you want me to? Get I did. Going?
2: I did answer it. I think I'm out of order, but I did answer oh, it. What a shock. But yes, um, you know, I think about how we were raised and 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 how we're raising our kids even. Um, if we want to group them into two, I know I asked them. No, to take a I have questions. it down the list. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So uh, yeah, just how much of how our parents raised us, what was expected of us that was yeah that you know when we were young is ingrained in us about who we are as people and maybe how we've turned out.
1: Okay, well let's go back to the both of us as kids, how we were brought up. We both come from like upper middle class families in New Jersey, good areas. Good upbringing, and we were both raised very differently, but in the same what class society, like how would you help me
2: yeah but same economical background right. good suburbs, yeah,
1: yeah, like I, I same grew schooling
2: up-, up till college. <laughs> no I, I didn't mean that as oh a, I thought it was I, didn't, a, I no. thought it was a joke no 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 I didn't mean it as like a dig I'm serious but it is, it's a fact oh. we both had the same schooling until up till college <laughs> oh Don't, my god just cause
1: you had four years and I had six months they're going have to throw it in my face <laughs> <laughs> well I grew up with a dad who was a self-made self-employed business owner entrepreneur who was pretty much a workaholic like my My mom even always said his third kid was the business because
2: you only there were only two kids there was let's, only two of us right, me and my older sister right. you're the third child were very upset <laughs> and that.
1: yeah but we 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 were very uh, i don't want to say poor or lower class, but in I was six years old when he started the business, and that's when things kind of took off, so we were we were we weren't doing the best until this happened. And
2: well, your mom tells me a story. Can I jump in there? Yeah. She tells me she's very, um, I'm the type of person who when I have, you know, when I'm I'm running out of gas, well, I have run out of gas actually more than once because yeah, I'm so bad about filling my tank. But she's the type of person who, if it gets to the halfway mark mm-hmm. on the gas tank, she goes and fills it. She never goes below the, ga- the halfway mark. And one time I was like, what? What like what the hell like why you know why I I understand not doing what I do which is pray the entire time I'm going the last five miles to the gas station that I make it. But she said it's from when back in the day you know when you were little and they had no that she could only fill you know $2 $3 into the tank so she always was on empty. Huh? Yeah. I never do that. So she would just drive around on empty, constantly just like filling up her tank a little bit more when she
1: could. Oh wow. Yeah. I so never knew that. so that
2: kind of maybe encapsulates what what how it was when you were younger.
1: Wow, Th- that's funny because I was always a quarter tank person, not for any reason, but whenever I got to the quarter, I would go get a fill up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it has anything to do with that or.
2: Oh no, I am the person who I'm not like a praying girl. I pray on the way to the gas station when I, yeah.
1: Yeah. I've I've stopped in your car a couple times, mm-hmm. taking your car out and realizing, oh, hey, there's no gas in the car right I'm, I'm stuck on the it's side like, of the road.
2: It's like in the cartoon where there's fumes coming out the back, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. All right, so yeah. So anyway, so I grew up in a very workaholic situation where it wasn't a bad thing for my dad to be that way because he was so excited and he started this thing so starting at the age six, all I saw was work, 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 work. That's what you do. That's what it is. That's what you have to do to be successful. So that's kind of what, one of the things that I started off seeing and seeing what expectations were going to be for me possibly. Uh, But my mom, she also worked, she raised two children and she worked with my dad. So she had that. Your dad also self-employed doctor had his own practice, right? Stop me if I'm wrong here.
2: Yeah, self-employed, okay. but it's a little different than your... I mean, my dad went through school to be a
1: doctor. No, but but you saw him as a doctor. So what you were seeing is that he's working crazy hours working. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So you saw the same thing as what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, and your mom, Linda, she did something. <laughs> <laughs> right, she did something on Tuesdays. She did stuff from
2: like three to four in the afternoon. <laughs> no, she, listen, she did. Uh, she, she's Linda. Linda, we she, love you. She did some great stuff, but it had to be her schedule. Her, you know, but, but she did really good things. Like she, most of it was practically volunteer. Like I think right. she probably made like two thousand dollars a year. Right. But she bettered humanity.
1: Well, we make a joke of it, but she did things that you saw that. Probably instilled in you expectations of the kind of person you should well, be. And
2: she raised three kids, that's, and we're that's all kind of normal. Well, to well my two of brother them and sister yeah. are very normal, and I, but she obviously, whatever she did, she did a good job.
1: That's what I was trying to say, right? Even though she wasn't working. Oh, listen, this is tomorrow's fucking Mother's Day. Please don't forget that, okay? But we both saw our parents working to be successful, to provide for their families. All right,
2: so, so your expectations okay. are, let's, let's, <laughs> let's hurry. Oh, my God. Wait you a minute. You tell a story like fucking old people make love. I swear <laughs> to God. Let's go. Come on. Right, what's, the, a, what's the point? That's an
1: old school joke right there.
2: Okay. Well, right it, it's, right. it's a good one, though. But
1: that's what we saw. That's what we knew. Our expecta- expectations were, you work hard, you provide for your family. So that's what we saw as kids. That's
2: you as a man. I didn't see that for me.
1: I guess so. I right. thought maybe you did because you saw your dad was gone all day working I saw, hard. I saw, so you would think you
2: marry a man who's gonna take right. Care so of you, you think the
1: man right. So the way you grew up was you you saw the man yeah. works all right. I see. I
2: saw the man works hard. I saw the man takes your car to get serviced. I saw the man takes care of everything in the house. Right. I Yeah, I saw all that.
1: And the woman lays in bed and yells directions from bed. Right. You know, the bus is coming in 10 minutes. You better
2: get your ass out of bed. I'm going to go back to sleep. Yeah.
1: All right. That's the background. That's what I saw. we're
2: we're being mean to Linda and it's Mother's Day No, I said
1: from before, Linda instilled some amazing values in you. She did. Yes.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen,
2: Know how many people out there like me? They get super stressed about packing before a vacation.
1: I was just gonna say, uh, we're talking about Moomi here. I love this thing because I like packing. I like making a neat bag and a neat you know pack. Well, because all
2: you do is pack for yourself uh, exactly i pack for the rest of us <laughs> Ex- yeah and yeah, the but- night before you're like can you check to make sure all my stuff is that i packed is right and yeah
1: and make sure that you're okay with the clothes i pack okay <laughs> i love organizing and i love making everything perfectly fit and and these movie bags do it perfectly yeah it's I, awesome yeah.
2: it's awesome and it it really does take i get so stressed about about packing and traveling and losing things and it makes it so easy. And they have all kinds of bags. They have garment bags, they have toiletry bags, cosmetic bags, everything you possibly need. Laundry bags. And it's all color coded. So each person blue. you had blue. Yes. Each person in your family can do their favorite color. The kids get super excited about it and it gives them some responsibility while you're away. They have their own bags. So go to moviedesign.com and check everything out. They also have those cute honeymoon packs that are a great bridal shower gift. They say Mr. and Mrs. on them. They're so <laughs> That's cute. cute. Mumidesign.com 15 martinis. One five martinis for fifteen percent off your order. Mumi M U M I Design dot com 15 martinis. If you're going away this summer, you you gotta get it. So okay, so I said um I feel like as a society, we're very big on labels, right? Like we like to put ourselves into these little nice little categories. Like we did the birth order episode, which I actually happen to think is a very good episode. If you have not watched it, I think it's fun. Uh, But growing up, I was always told I was bad at math. I was labeled as being bad at certain things and good at certain things. My mom was huge on labels. And I think that was a lot from her upbringing, right? I think girls are bad at math, you know, boys are bad with words. I think it's like a very stereotypical dichotomous, cut and dry kind of scenario when really it's not like that at all. Sure. But growing up and I I have to I am bad at math. Well, is it
1: could it possibly be like that with exceptions? Like is it Well, no, you... because
2: if you look at now as we go on in society, how many more and more women are mathematicians. Men are some of the best writers in the world and I mean you can't do it that cut and dry. I think it's way more um, you know, it's way more compl- like complicated or simple than that. You can't mm-hmm. you can't do it like that. But but I was always told, my mom always told me. And again, I'm not blaming her. I think it was a lot to do with her generation. Oh, Danielle's bad at math. I was the fun one. You know, I was the one who uh was Made people laugh and I was the one who was probably getting in trouble, but not too much trouble. I wasn't, you know, I didn't like get arrested or anything, but, uh, but I think that it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy for me. I wonder almost, not that I think I could have been like a calculus major. No, you
1: couldn't. Of course.
2: But I wonder how much I just kind of let myself not fail, but not live up to any kind of potential because I felt self-fulfilling prophecy.
1: Because somebody said to you, you're not good at math. So you said to yourself, why should I try? Right. I was the fun one. So let me be
2: fun. And if I get in trouble, it'll be okay because I'm the fun one in the family and people expect that of me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't expect. My brother was, you know, he was always told he was so smart. He was genius. He was, you know, and he is, he's brilliant. Um, and he probably, he is smarter than me on a school. School book level for sure but i just wonder and i worry about this with our own kids because i i think it's very easy to do that and it's very easy to fall into that like i think i'm always saying to ian or middle son oh you're you know you're just like daddy or wholesale sometimes oh like, and he's
1: like why the fuck a, would you say that to me
2: of a miniature <laughs> daddy or no he's proud of
3: it
1: i know
2: but but it's it's so easy to do that and and we, I, I have to remind myself, I don't, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I want him to be his own person, but sometimes that's, especially if I'm in a frustrating moment and he's acting like you, I'm like, oh, you're acting like that. Like I need to not do that. But, but I wonder how much of that, what we're told when we're younger, I think maybe, you know, I didn't take math, math classes in college because I was scared. I I thought, you know, I didn't, when I used to work at your family business, I did, never wanted to work the register because I was scared I was going to fuck it all up. But maybe had I been told, no, 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 if you work at it, you can do it, it would have been different. Yeah. And, and not just with math, with everything. I think I was led to believe a lot of things that I was bad at and good at.
1: Yeah. when I, th- I think our generation, when we grew up, it was kind of more this is what you're good at, go do this. Mm-hmm. And this is what you're good at, go do this. It wasn't work on this. Right. Like, you're bad at math, work on it, work hard. No, you're good at English, take Yeah, care focus of English. on that. Yeah.
2: And a little bit, I get that. If that's what you enjoy. Listen, I enjoy English a lot more. But I think maybe I wouldn't be as scared of things now. I have a fear of it because it's ingrained in me that I'm so bad at it. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So... Yeah, and like I said, I'm not I I'm not blaming my parents for that. I don't even blame myself for when I do it, even though I want to work at it. I I think that's just you know we that that's what we do. We like to compartmentalize. We like to label. We like categories. We you know we like to put ourselves into these little boxes. It's easier.
1: All right. Before we move on, I have a question for you. Am I being nice so far? Just answer yes or no.
2: Yes, very.
3: Why? <laughs> oh, good
1: because. I'm so tired. I was so tired. tired. I was up before five today. I was at Mm -hmm. work at 630 and I came home and we're doing the recording and I was so, I was like falling asleep. So I poured some tequila. (laughs) I've been (laughs) drinking tequila for the last hour. And I want to make sure I'm being nice. because You are being nice because you're drinking tequila. tequila. Wait, so
2: why did you pour tequila? What made you decide Because it would
1: wake me up. It would get Uh, me going.
2: How do you feel now? Okay. No,
1: I feel much, much better. Mm -hmm. But, you know, me on tequila, I could be, you know.
2: Well, yeah, this is your busy time at work. And that's when this really is, like I say to people all the time, what people don't realize is that this really is a side hustle for us. Oh, yeah. The podcast. I mean, we would like it to not be a side hustle, but it really is. And you have a full-time job and we do this after hours. And
1: yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm being
2: Yes. You really nice. are being nice.
1: <laughs> and on that, I'm gonna stop drinking tequila because I don't want to get over the top with that Ooh, stuff. that's a good idea. So oh, boy. I'm oh. gonna break out. Do you do you know what this is? Can you recognize this label?
2: Hitachino. Hitachino. Hitachino I'm Nest. Open beer. this. Am I supposed to? This is not a sponsor, right?
1: Nope, not at all. I wish they were.
2: Oh, it's Hitachino. If you want to sponsor us, let us know.
1: Never heard of, It's a Japanese beer. Does that help? Can you hear?
2: Yeah, sounds good.
1: So this beer, um, Hitachino Nest Hitocino. beer. It's a white ale, the one that I like. Mm-hmm. I was introduced to this by the waitress at Blue Ribbon Sushi. That's the mm. first time I ever had it, our favorite sushi place in New York. And if you would like to sponsor us, <laughs> Blue Ribbon Sushi. <laughs> I mean,
2: Lord knows we saved, we've save, spent enough fucking money exactly. there. Exactly.
1: Our favorite sushi place in New York. Um, that's where I was introduced to this beer, and I like it. All right, so that's enough of that. That's great. <laughs> Go get yourself a one. A cute Go. bottle. It's cool, right? Yeah, it's very cool. It's a really cool. good beer. It's expensive.
2: Oh. Yeah, they really should sponsor us. Maybe they send us a here.
1: <laughs> okay, moving on. Do you feel like you're living up to your earlier, younger self's expectations?
2: Right, like when you're younger, you always have these dreams, right? These expectations for yourself and what your future is. Yeah. People always ask you, you know, what are you going to be when you get older? Which, by the way, <laughs> Michelle you know Obama says you shouldn't be asking kids that. Oh, come on. What are you going to be when you get
1: older? Oh, give me a break. Well, of course you should. Well,
2: wait a minute. I sort of agree with her because what she's saying is don't, again, don't put yourself into a box. Maybe what you're going to be, listen, maybe what you're going to be is at, at 25 isn't what you're going to be at 35 and 45 and 55. And... No,
1: when you're six. That's what I'm talking about. When she says,
2: ask... Asks, ask more like what makes you happy or because mm. what, what you want to be when you grow up is that... It's, you know, one or two things. It's not opening up all the possibilities.
1: No, I disagree. When I was asked what I want to be when I was six...
2: You said a fireman? No,
1: I wanted to be a pizza maker. <laughs>
2: oh, that's a fun job, yeah, a pizza maker. I
1: wanted to make pizzas. I'd like to make pizzas. <laughs> so give me a break. At that age, you ask the kid what they want to be when well, they grow up. It's
2: people who make pizza people out there making pizzas who are very successful.
1: Damn right. Right. I should have done that. Yeah, you should have.
2: <laughs> all right, go ahead.
1: Um, All right, so do I feel like I'm living up to that? Uh, I I said yes and no because when I was a little older, obviously, and I saw my family and my parents, and I knew, I expected that when I grew up, I was going to be a husband, and I was going to have kids, and I was going to work, and, you know, the traditional lifestyle. So, yes, that's happened. I've done that. But as far as expectations... Like I said in the beginning of the episode, we grew up very, very differently as much as we grew up very similarly. And we've kind of merged and combined those two things that the way you grew up and the way I grew up, we've, we fought about for tons of years already, but we merged them and we found our happy place and our happy medium and What I expected when I was younger, when I say younger, I'm saying like teens, because if I'm 15 and I see, I'm more impressionable at that age about the way, the kind of marriage I want to have and the kind of father I want to be, because all I know is my parents. Mm -hmm. So that's what I expected for a long time, pretty much until I met you and you were not that. My expectations were you were supposed to be like that. And over the years, up until even today, we're learning more and more every day. No, it's give and take. It's how were you brought up? How was I brought up? We got to meet in the middle and find what works for us.
2: Well, so, and that your marriage it, you are it's not gonna be the same all you're not the person you marry isn't maybe the same person they're gonna be in fifteen, twenty. You're not the person you're gonna be in no. fifteen, twenty years. But you don't realize that at the time. At not the time at all. you think this is gonna be me for the rest of my life. Correct. And yeah, like Esther Perel says, you know. Oh, she's her, back. Oh, I'm gonna talk about her like sixty <laughs> times during this episode. Okay. She's back. She's never left me. She's always with me. She says that in the course of your life. Most adults have two or three different marriages, some with different people, some with the same person. So maybe you're going to be married to the same person, but you're going to experience three different types of marriages with them, three different kinds of relationships with them. That
1: makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that,
2: you know, each, each, there's different phases to a marriage and you can be married to the same person, but it's not the same relationship all the way through. It changes.
1: That's completely relatable for us.
2: Right. Well, that's why she says it's possible to get over uh, infidelity, is that you can start a new marriage with the same person.
1: Okay. I See, that's the one for me that I have trouble with.
2: Right. But no matter what, I mean, whether it's infidelity or stuff we've gone through or anything, I think she gives hope to you can start again. Mm
1: -hmm. What about you? Are you living up to your expectations of your younger self?
2: Well, that's like, I, I even thought when I wrote it, it's a complicated question. They're all complicated yeah, questions. Yeah, of course. Right. But yes, if I showed myself pictures of what my life was now when I was a teenager, I would probably think from the outside, this is picture perfect. So I'm, you know, i was a stay-at-home mom. My husband has a good job. I have three great kids, friends, a nice house. But
1: well, you, man, let's just stop there. If, <laughs> no, but
2: if you slow that down, like documentary style, like film style and dig deeper, do a live vi- video, like through the last 15 years, my life is so much harder than that picture. You know, it's sure. all so much more complicated that then I then that that I probably would have changed my expectations. You know, like I think that. It's like Facebook, right? Like you see the pictures and everything looks so great and everyone always is putting the pictures of the best moments up. Well, you don't see the bad moments. So, yes, if someone were to come and like take photographs of us, it would be a picture perfect situation if they were to document it in a documentary style. Oh, for fuck's sake, it would be a shit show. It, It would be a Netflix bestseller. Like it would be the most watched Netflix program on there because Can you hashtag
1: #Netflix on this one
2: expectations and reality are so different in this.
1: We need a show, <laughs> Netflix. If you're listening, <laughs>
2: we have a show. It's a podcast. And it's called <laughs> Marriage and Martini's. But, um, but you know, my expectations also over the years, I think my expectations for myself have changed. My admiration for myself has changed. I'm proud of myself for things that I don't think I would have been proud of before. And I'm also proud and impressed of people around me. And like what I originally loved about the people in my life and what I admired them for is different than what I admire them Uh for now. Like I think I originally admired people for what they had. I think now I admire them for what they've been able to withstand and gone through and you know yeah. so that's all changed
1: sure mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah i
2: like the survivor and everybody you know more than i i never knew what that meant but now i feel like I, I admire that in people
1: okay well for me the way i saw things growing up was you work you work hard and if you do that things just work out that everything if you do what you're supposed to do Everything else that comes along just goes along with that,
2: which most of the population knows is not true, because there are so many hardworking people out there. Who Absolutely, are not but I did not grow up in success, that situation. "Quote unquote" successful in the American way,
1: right? But that's how my expectations have changed as, because as I've you seen saw your
2: parents working so hard, and Correct. everything kind of flowed.
1: I, I saw how hard my parents worked. And everything just seemed to work out after that. Got it. Yeah, so for me, um, I always thought that you do what you're supposed to do, you work hard, and everything else just goes along and falls into place. Falls into place. But it doesn't. Things change. You know, we have a retail business. You know, retail's not what it used to be. So things change. You don't You know, you're not doing the volume that you were doing at one time. Profits aren't what they were. So you're not making a helium shortage, (laughs) which people probably don't know about. No, everybody does now. I don't
2: know about that. Well,
1: it was in the New York Times.
2: Well, when I told our friends about it, they're like, what do you mean a helium shortage? How can there be a helium shortage? So you're a party store.
1: We're a party store. So
2: if there's a helium shortage, you're
1: fucked. Well, 30% of our business is balloons. Right. And what's more important, balloons are MRI machines because you need helium for that. NASA uses helium. So we're obviously the last source... As it helium. should be. But, of course it But
2: is. the bigger question is how the fuck is there a helium shortage?
1: Okay. Well, I'm not going to explain that in here. Well, on the podcast, but, but, but people
2: probably don't even know where helium comes from because, oh. like, my friend is like, well, how do you get helium? Like, do you run around with a jar and catch it in the air? Like, <laughs> what do you do to there's, get helium? There's literally it's interesting. Th- there's
1: three places in the world that you can mine helium to use for balloons. What are those three places? Uh, there's Texas, there's two other places.
2: And there's probably more that you're not being told about
1: because someone else is mining it. But so things happen. Things just out of nowhere. Like who would ever think of a helium shortage? And that's going to affect my business by 30% if we should run out of helium. And that's detrimental to a business. Um, So things just happen that you don't expect. And it Destroys your expectations of the way but things you are can supposed work to work
2: as hard as you want, but right. if but you can't,
1: right? If you can if you don't have it.
2: things out of your control,
1: yeah, sure, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I know you're excited today, Danielle, because today is Mother's Day, but. Father's Day is coming up soon. Of course, my moment is over. (laughs) The day is not even over yet. Indochino is the perfect gift for any dad looking to step up their style because I need to step up my style and I got my shirt and it's pretty cool. It is Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So Indochino makes custom fit shirts to fit your exact measurements. That's right. They're made just to fit you, but they're not just for dads. A lot of our marriage to Martini's listeners are just starting to get married now. That is true. Yes. Indochino is able to outfit grooms and their parties because they have showrooms. So you can actually go to their showrooms with your whole party and get fitted, sized, get your perfect suit and shirt, and you're good to go. And the guys love their wide selection of high-quality fabrics and colors to choose from, not to mention the option to personalize the details, including your lapel, lining, pockets, buttons, and writing your own monogram. So like your whole party could have just your name Written inside of their jacket. That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it's fun. Right? Isn't that fun? They do have a lot of f- different fun styles. And I, I feel like, I don't know, I love a fun suit and a fun right? shirt. Absolutely. Let's, let's have some fun.
1: <laughs> so this <laughs> week, uh, any of our listeners can go to Indochino.com and enter MNM at checkout. That's going to get you 50% off any suit or shirt. That's a made-to-measure suit. It comes to $379. For wow. a custom fit whole suit. Like you can't get that in a I store. I think we need
2: to get my dad one. <laughs> we should. <laughs> I think the last time we went to a wedding with him, he was wearing uh, a suit that like with floods, like the pants floods <laughs> from the seventies. So it was funny. like Steve Martin. Yeah.
1: That's awesome. Yeah, we need like to in that scene him. in the we attic when he was trying his old tux on. Exactly.
2: <laughs> I literally think that's what my dad was wearing last time. Oh Augie <laughs> agrees.
1: So go to Indochino.com now, enter the code MNM. You get fifty percent off And free shipping. So go to Indochino.com. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com for 50% off and free shipping.
2: We just had the organizers on and we were talking about habits, having good habits and how you need to do something consistently for 21, 30 days. And that's the way I feel about using Care Of because I... I'm not, in general, like I'm not like a kale smoothie person. I'm not one of those people who, you know, I'm not constantly eating well and everything. So the fact that I can take these vitamins that have been personalized just for my needs makes me feel kind of like every day I'm doing a little something that's easy that's taking care of my body. And I feel really good about that.
1: Yeah. Well, you're getting all those things, those vitamins and whatever. Things is your favorite <laughs> word. <laughs> you're getting all that stuff that you're not getting because you're not eating kale and you're not eating perfect Right, exactly. Yeah.
2: And I took the online quiz, got 100%. You did good. I did good. Well, everyone gets 100%. <laughs>
1: and
2: it told me exactly what I need for my body. And I have digestion stuff, stuff for you know my hair, my skin, all different things that I really wanted Um, help with and it makes it so easy. They come in these cute little containers these cute little packages. Got your name on it. With your name on it. That's your favorite part. I love them. And every day on the go just take them put them in my bag and take them at the same time every day so I don't forget and it is a habit now baby and I love it. It makes me feel like I'm doing something really good. So if you go to takecareof.com and enter a promo code MNM30 You get 30% off your first order. Go to TakeCareOf.com, promo code MNM30 for a great habit that you can start right now.
1: Do you think expectations for marriage or parenting or career are too high for society?
2: Oh, marriage, parenting, career? I grouped together for you? That's too much. That's a lot. I meant marriage and romance. (laughs) Well yes. because you've I, I think always, you expect too much. Through the, <laughs> really? That's your blanket statement? <laughs> that's
1: it. That's all I got.
2: Well, I know you've always, like, I used to love to read magazines. I don't have time anymore, but I used I to love. I do remember that. Yeah, I used to love, like, I, I would go to the food store, and on my way to the checkout counter, I would grab, like, four magazines.
1: Not only that, we'll, we, if any time that we traveled at the <laughs> airport, you would always stop at Hudson News And get like eight magazines and I would watch you on the airplane just flip through every page, every second. It calmed me.
2: (laughs) Seeing celebrities calmed me. It's like when a a nun comes on the flight and you're uh, suddenly like, okay, there's a nun on the flight. Nothing bad is going to happen. It was sort of like if I was looking at like celebrities and their dresses and everything. At one time, I was very afraid of flying. So yeah, celebrities helped me.
1: Yeah, because you bought all these magazines. I'd be like,
2: "Oh, Julia Roberts flies all the time. <laughs>
1: She's not scared. I shouldn't be scared." You were just either. flipping through pages, not reading anything, just right. flipping.
2: And and in two and a half minutes, then, like it was like what two fifty three dollars for a magazine? Okay, throw it in the garbage. Like done. <laughs> I remember you saying to me, "Oh, you read all these articles in Cosmo and you know all these other magazines." And that were like about, you know, how to spice up your marriage and this and that and your relationship and, you know, 10 ways to have better sex and all this stuff. And you were sort of like, stop reading those Mm -hmm. like they are. It's the same thing with Facebook. Like I literally am never on my personal account in Facebook anymore. Not that my good friends do this, but there are plenty of people who only post the good shit in their life. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need to see again that you guys went to Maui for the weekend. or you like, I don't need to, I'm so happy for you, but I don't need that to be part of my daily being. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't need to see every trip you go on and I don't need to see every time your kid gets on the honor roll because my kids never get on the honor roll. Like (laughs) I just, I'm, I'm at the point now where I don't, I don't, want that to be part of my expectation and I want to concentrate on other things. So part of my daily being isn't checking Facebook for people's latest accomplishments. Even though I want to hear about my friend's latest accomplishments, I just don't want to scroll through and see one after the other after the other when I know people aren't really being real.
1: So you don't want to see like a picture of people in Hawaii and the next one is No, I'm
2: happy to see pictures of people in Hawaii. If it's somebody who like I really care about and they're in Hawaii and it's like a one time a year thing, that's awesome.
1: No, I'm not saying you don't want to see that for them because I know that you care about them and you're happy for them but you don't want to see like Hawaii and Mexico and okay, whatever. And but one thing I think I do that other people at from the couch in your house, well,
2: wait a minute. That's not even it. No, no, that's not it. Okay. Because I have people in my life who are very honest and they're honest about when they're going to Hawaii and they're honest about when they're going through some shit that, you know, something happened in their life and, 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 and they're happy to share both. Not that I want shit to happen to anybody. But I want to be around the people who I'm happy for when things are, are great for them. But they're also being honest that life isn't always great. So I'm not interested in the posts from people that is just one happy moment after the other, after the other, after the other, because that they're that's fake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that to me is, I, I don't have time. I don't have time for fakeness. Like, one thing that I have to say about me on the internet is I am. I post pictures of myself without makeup. I post pictures of my, you know, uh, pictures of when, when do my you kid wear is makeup? crying. And well, thank you for asking, but I am wearing makeup right now. Well, I but can't tell the difference you because for, you're so pretty without oh, it. Oh, well, that is a really good save. Yeah, yeah. But,
1: but I've always said that about you, by the way, and you know that.
2: Yeah, you have, you have. Yes. But it's nice to be noticed when you put on a little bit of <laughs> mascara which is the extent of my makeup. But I I feel like that is the difference. That I, you know, I, I it's not that I don't want to see people's happiness.
1: Wait, did you put on makeup to record?
2: <laughs> no, I put on makeup because it's literally been five like so my aunt died this week.
1: Yeah.
2: It was really sad. And I've body. been back and forth and I've been it's been a hard week, and I just felt like I needed a little pick me up, and it involved some mascara and <laughs> you know some spandex that don't fit anymore and that kind of thing. But I thought okay.
1: spandex are a thing to fit. What's you'd think so until oh. they don't. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, all right yeah, Exactly, don't go there. Tomorrow's Mother's Day. <laughs> so anyway, so that's that's the difference is that I I want to be with people who are I want to see them post Hawaii. But if they're going to post Hawaii, I also want to know, you know,
1: I want to know how they are, were, how their kid was like a brat on the plane and they were getting yelled at by the stewardess because, can you say stewardess anymore? Is that like a bad word? I
2: think it's flight
1: attendant. <laughs> flight
0: attendant.
1: Yeah. You want to see that too. Like, Hey, we're going to Hawaii, but look at this on the way.
0: Oh. Because- Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig.
3: because my family sucks or
2: just post once don't post 17 times a week of how great your life is and that's all you, like i don't i don't
1: i don't yeah i got is that you. terrible nope. i don't
2: know maybe we're gonna nope. i'm gonna get bad messages now
1: all right so what we're used to that
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> oh but another thing i was gonna say so Esther Perel, like she's back. She's back, baby.
1: Esther, is she? Does she know that we're talking about Don't her all the time? Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> what does she know that we talk about her? All I the time?
2: think she probably doesn't care.
1: Does she have a show? Like to yes, bring she
2: on? does. We've talked about her podcast many times. No, Where like a, like a TV show. Again. No, a TV show? No, Brene Brown just got a TV show on Netflix. Oh. But but, uh, but anyway, Esther Perel says that we're setting ourselves up, as far as marriage goes, we're setting ourselves up to rely too much on our partners from the time we're younger, right? So she, she, did a, she does a thing now where every time she goes to a wedding, so this, but this is like, this is, uh, you don't, maybe don't invite Esther Perel to your wedding. The vows... That people create. Now every time she goes to a wedding. She writes those down. And she says that these promises that we make. Are huge. That it's too much. So people are promising. You know. I promise to always. I promise to never. I promise. You know. For better or for worse. Or this or that. Like you know what. Sometimes when it's worse. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Sometimes when it's you know, better for me. It's not going to be better for you or, you know, you're going to be successful and and it's not going to be a successful time in my life. Like we need to take into account that you can't, those are two, they're blanket statements. So the vows come at the beginning of your marriage and then you're sort of like, Oh shit, this isn't what I signed up for. Mm -hmm. So what she's saying basically is let's stop that. Like there's a picture on Instagram right now about two people who instead of vows, they just high fived. They were like, okay, cool. Like we got like high five, like whatever it is. High five. That's fun. Yeah. Like they were just sort of like, I'm not, I'm not promising you. We got
1: married at the wrong time. What do you mean? We should be married today. Like I
2: want to renew our vows.
1: Like, because like that, like we should have high five at our wedding. Like instead of like all the bullshit. Yeah, we should
2: have done a shot and smoked a cigarette. Exactly. That would have been the real us. Yes.
1: <laughs>
2: and that would be okay today. Which is what I want everyone to do at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> so even I, me.
1: Sh- am I still here? Yes. Am I, am I still around. You're still around. Uh, yes.
2: I don't think so. Um, and my kids have someone else raising them.
1: <laughs> That's fine.
2: <laughs> but she's saying that you know the vows. It's too much that we're 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 setting ourselves up and even like. What you were saying about the magazines so with the, the the articles and what we see in the movies, I mean, it's crazy what we see. You know, when you go to the movies, like it's too much. It's 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 not real. Like even we we you and I love Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. right? And like we, there's that one scene in, uh, and it's every scene in a movie, but there's that scene in Crazy Stupid Love where he like picks her up and they, you know, they're like against the wall and all this stuff and like it looks so awesome. But like, I, I like, I weigh more than you. <laughs> like you're never picking me up and throwing me against a wall. And it's, it's, it looks great. But then you go home and you have sex and you're sort of like, Oh shit. Like that's not my life.
1: <laughs> so you're picturing like a guy, like trying to pick his wife up and then like falls down. And yeah, back exactly. Like and you like... get a concussion <laughs> and that's real life to me. Right. right.
2: Like that's, so it's hard because I don't
1: think you weigh more than
2: me. Maybe we weigh the same. I think I think it's a slippery slip yeah, to I don't go think down. You know. right, maybe well, It's was debatable. Maybe one's able to weigh off. That would be good. People would tune in for that.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was a maniacal laugh. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm saying is, we can't put ourselves up against that, right? You can't watch ryan gosling and rachel mcadams in a scene in the notebook and be like well i want to go home and do that right because you're not gonna you know do a rowboat through doves for me
1: you're just not <laughs> a rowboat through doves yeah
2: have you seen the notebook
1: i have come on we did this already. oh right we did this yeah. yes i hate that movie mm. it was terrible
2: you hated it so much you watched it three
1: times. <laughs> it was a mm-hmm. terrible stupid movie <laughs> um my expectations for what marriage yep yeah, marriage parenting career is it all that stuff is it I, just i
2: that was grouped too that was grouped terribly by me
1: yeah it's too much i but, didn't group but, it like that for me but but i kind of like I, I went with the kids parenting thing raising kids it's it's expensive it's so expensive and what you're expected to do for your kids these days is ridiculous expensive. And we have to work through all of it. Like we whether you both work, the mom and the dad, you know, either either they both work or one person works. Like I see my employees more than I see my family. And I just don't get it. Like it makes no sense to me. Like what's the point? Like um work things are so ridiculous in the expectations of what our kids need and how much life costs that
2: Right. That we, there's that meme that says Why does does everything cost so much? Life costs so much, I'm not even having a good time. Like, why is everything cost
1: so much? I didn't see the meme, but from before our kids were born, until our kids are out, I, I work. And I see my employees more than I see my family. Like, what's the point of that? Like, it just makes no sense to me. So my expectations of having a family, raising a family, and being with my family are, like, completely distraught by the fact that I just have to work so much to be able to afford to do anything with my family. So I just don't get it. Like it makes no sense to me. So if you're expecting to have a family and spending time with them and every day, like it just doesn't happen. It's not real life. You're lucky if you get the weekends. Like I'm lucky enough that for the most part, I have the weekends that I can spend time with my family. But not really even. Yeah.
2: Because like the next two months you can't. Right.
1: I said for the most part, like when it's high seasons for us, busy like I don't see you for two months. Yeah. It's like it's work 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 for for money to you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's just I, I just don't get it. Like what's right. like what's the point? Is is what I'm trying to say.
2: Well, right, but that what that's the expectation for work, right? That you're going to that's what we do. We're all walking around exhausted because everyone's working. But listen, we always say, quote-unquote, the 40-hour work week, but how many people actually work? Oh, that work? was like
1: 50 years ago. Okay,
2: but that's still what we say. 40-hour – nobody says an 80-hour work week. That's what it maybe is, but that's the reality of it, well, and that's, that's crazy.
1: Well, everybody thought with technology – like, we can do things today in an hour that took a day 30 years ago because of technology. So everybody thought, yeah – we're gonna work less. We're gonna have more time with our family. We're, to, but it's the opposite. We're working more and more because we're expected to be so much more productive because we can do so much more in such little time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I, I, I just like, what are we doing this for? Like, why are we working like that? Working. Like, crazy. Like, I don't think it's like that in a lot of the parts of the of I the don't world. either in
2: the world. No yeah. way. No way. And and the vacation time. I, I don't know. We should do an episode where we talk about all this. But we have, by far, the minimum vacation time of almost any, you know, first world country. That where you know, you're only allowed. What, what do you, most people get two weeks vacation a year?
1: Yeah, I think it starts at two and then you get three and then maybe four. Okay,
2: fine. But, like. Yeah. Places get six weeks, eight weeks vacation a year. Yeah. That's that's not America. But, uh, okay, so parenting, as you're saying, there's so many expectations for it. And I agree. I think that's really, it's a really hard thing, even us being home tonight recording. But there's guilt about the fact that we're not with our kids right now doing stuff. We're doing this on our own. And we had them go with your mom or you know your sister or like, there's a whole different thing. But Esther Perel, <laughs> oh, man. I love you, Esther. Can we go away together? <laughs> just the two of us. She says that in the past, it was never called parenting. So parenting is a verb, right? Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do all these things for <laughs> <laughs> ING, verb. Uh, it used to be just called parenthood, right? You had kids. Good movie. The best. Yeah. You had kids. You gave birth to them. You had to keep them safe and alive and teach them how to survive. Maybe they had to learn the family business and contribute. Now, there's all these parenting expectations. Um, You know, but like I say all the time, like I'm not a camp counselor. You know, now there's these expectations of keeping your kids so busy and making it fun for them. And during the weekends again on facebook or instagram i see pictures of people you know they take their kid apple picking they take their kid roller skating they take their like in one day they're doing a whole different lineup of activities and we're home and i'm like oh fuck mm-hmm. like i haven't done any of that stuff. yeah with my i kids. hear it
1: from you all the time all the time yeah
2: and, and i start to feel guilt you know but but it's it's an unrealistic expectation for us. Like this isn't what I our our weekends. I believe, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me. I don't think our weekends are to make sure our kids have like some kind of recreational lifestyle. Like right. what you know?
1: Yeah, except for Ian, our middle son. Our other two are content being home, kind of like doing their thing. And yeah. they're happy with a play date. You and they're happy say with...
2: that. You say that, but I that's more what? Than
1: well, that. No, Mia sh Mia's almost fourteen. She's happy, like being in her room doing her thing. Our youngest who's seven, he's happy on his iPad or playing with his toys or whatever
2: but you would get a lot of messages saying from people he shouldn't be happy on his ipad he should be doing something well i just said
1: with his toys too like he's being creative he's drawing he's making his own books he has a play date so he's doing he's with a friend for two hours like he's on his bike this is
2: the mental load you don't have that guilt i do i have the guilt of
1: but there's no reason to have it because they're content they're they're, happy
2: they're not they come into me and they say what are we doing what i'm bored where are we going this is they come to me yeah, and say that. Yeah, but after
1: doing all those things, then you should just say, well, fuck you. You just did all these oh, things. Oh, yeah. I'm
2: going to say fuck you to my kids.
1: <laughs> you do that.
2: I don't say fuck you to my kids All ever.
1: Maybe that's me.
2: I say fuck in front of them, but <laughs> I don't say fuck you ever. Let's get it right. Well,
1: speaking of the kids, what are your expectations for the kids?
2: You know, I didn't answer this exactly because um, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't. I don't know because um, I think I know. I think I, I want to simplify it. You know, we all want them to be happy. But happy is, I don't know, you're never always happy, right? Like,
1: Yeah, but I I also obviously want them to be happy. Uh-huh. But what does that mean?
2: Mm-hmm. That's so, the problem with the question.
1: Well, it's not. I can, oh. I can answer that.
2: Oh, let's hear
1: it. <laughs> I want them to be happy. <laughs> I want them all right, from what I've learned from my experiences, what I want them to be what makes them happy. I want them to do what they're passionate about. I want them to pursue that. I okay, want but them
2: what if they can't make a living doing that?
1: Okay. But
2: like our oldest daughter is into the arts. She's obsessed with the arts. There's
1: plenty of people that are surviving and doing their thing, trying to make it in the arts, but they're happy doing what they're doing. Is Are they rich? No.
2: I don't give a shit about any of our kids being rich. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. I understand that. All but right. There's also plenty of people who are in the arts whose parents are paying for their rent.
1: Yeah, that's not good. Okay, but
2: so you're you're saying it from a very nice perspective. Yeah, I
1: guess because in in my in my mind, in my heart, all I want my kids to do is pursue what they're passionate about. I don't want them to expect anything.
2: That's impossible.
1: Well, expectations can be very dangerous, okay, which but is what we just talked about. You
2: can never expect nothing. That's not
1: you can pursue something, but don't expect, don't expect, Hey, uh, me is into arts. I'm going to be in the field and make a lot of money. Like don't expect okay, that. But and the drummer D- don't expect to pursue that and make a lot of money. Well, then
2: where's your motivation coming from? Your passion. But, but you could be passionate and not make any money.
1: But is that what makes bit? you happy? I
2: don't want to be that person who's like, Oh Success doesn't have anything to do with money and whatever. I think that's all bullshit. Not that not that I want to be a millionaire. I do. Okay, fine. We all want. But it would be lovely. It would be great. But I want my kids to feel like they can take care of themselves I, and their family. Like you said, it's all about being able to take care of yourself I, and your family. I want them to be happy. I want them to feel fulfilled. I want them to not rely on us for money because don't do I don't that. know if we're going to be able to do that for them. Like I just, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to be the person who's like, Oh, success has nothing to do with money and whatever. No, Listen, but it does. You, it want, does. you want to at least be able to pay your bills. You know, you want to not be sitting in a urine soaked subway station. Well,
1: well, you don't have to live in New York city with a, $3,000 a month Wait, okay, studio if apartment. You're
2: trying to be a performing arts person where are you live. Okay. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know.
2: Okay. So you keep going that route <laughs> of not knowing and just tell your daughter to go. You have, these are all things you have to think about. Sure. Oh, okay. sure. I'll do I, it next week.
1: I I just want my kids to do what they love. Absolutely.
2: Because
1: I do too. if I could go back to my younger self, I would say the same thing to my, my younger self. I would say buy Apple stock right. well, then and then is, do what you want to do. This is a do. separate
2: episode because there's okay. so many layers to this. But okay. I do think that you can't just say to your kid, follow your passion. It has to be at a certain point. You have to be able to pay your bills. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay. that's, that. St- wow, I'm being the realistic one. Here yeah, that. you are. I want them to follow their dreams, but I also want them to do it in a way that you figure out how to. Make some kind of a living. Yeah, but
1: it's more than following your dreams. Like you can dream to be an astronaut. You can dream to be, you know.
2: No, they're not five anymore. They're not dreaming to be an astronaut. Well,
1: I wish Jonah would be an astronaut.
2: I know. Jonah might be an astronaut. It's <laughs> but he
1: says he, he does not want to go to Mars.
2: But he's scared now. <laughs> we saw the Pokemon movie today. He was scared the entire time. He's <laughs> not was going he? to Mars anytime
1: soon. <laughs> well, right now it's a one way trip, so I don't want him to do that. Okay. He'd be <laughs> there. Anything else?
2: Oh, really? Um,
1: that's all I got. Um, I, I have a few things here.
2: Oh what about oh so work for me. Oh. Yeah. Uh well what I worry about with work, and for me this is this is very uh subjective. It's very much like you working? Me. I am fucking working. <laughs> no, my my thing was going to be that um my perspective of work has changed very much because Um, I never worked before. I mean, I did. I was a teacher for a few years. It wasn't my passion, although I loved it. But I realized that teaching is not just about teaching. It's about paperwork and administrators and angry parents and all this stuff. And um, it's just getting harder. And it's just getting harder day. and worse. Do you Am fucking I...
1: teachers out there? Yeah. Good for you.
2: 80% of my best friends are teachers and I hear their stories and I, I give them so much credit and I'm so grateful to them and our kids have had amazing teachers. I fucking love teachers. Yeah. But at this point in my life, I don't know that I could go back to that.
3: Mm-mm.
2: Um, I feel like work now. I get that whole, uh, if it's your passion, it doesn't feel like work. Um. Mm-hmm. 41 and a half now, and for the first time in my life, I feel like I'm doing something that my fucking dog (laughs) needs to stop barking. But I feel like for the first time in my life I'm doing something that it's work. I mean, I'm for sure. I you know, up at two in the morning doing stuff for it and everything. But my worry, and this is my piece of advice about it, is that people are I get women who message me every day who are like Oh my God, I have an idea, but I'm too old. Or, you know, I, uh, I've been a a stay at home mom for too long or, and, and my whole thing is that I I just want people to realize that it's never too late, right? That, that our, our whole, our whole society, the whole thing is that, you know, It's millennials and you see Mark Zuckerberg or you see the millennial who's, you know, the Instagram, you know, Kylie Jenner, who has 900 million followers on Instagram. And you start to think to yourself, like, that's not I I can't that's not my I can't do it. And I just want people to realize that the fact now is that there's something to be said for young Blood and young you know, entrepreneurs and, and being a millennial and starting a business. But there's also something to be said for being a little bit older and having the wisdom uh, and the knowledge that the younger people don't have. There's benefit of both.
1: And Yeah, well, we started this thing almost a year ago mm-hmm. because we have, at the time, 15 years under our belt mm-hmm. with a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm and a lot that people can relate to. Right. And we were 40 41 years old and it's not too late. It's you right. Yeah, this happened.
2: But thank God we thought that. Because some people would say I'm 40, who's fucking listening to me? Yeah, tonight?
1: like who who like us at 40 years old saying, "Hey, let's start a podcast right. talking about our experiences." A lot of people might say, "Like, really? Like we're going to do that?" Well
2: there I have I do listen to a lot of podcasts and I find you know I'm on social media all day and I have a lot of uh like Jenna Kutcher and I have a lot of uh younger social media entrepreneurs who I really look up to even though I'm older than them but I think they also probably have older people who that they who they look up to and everything I think there's. Selling at every stage uh-huh. that is valuable and recognizable. And I just want people out there who are 30 plus, 35 plus, whatever it is, not to say, oh, my ship has sailed. It's done. And that, that you know, so I, I actually researched some people who, I don't want you to measure success by your age because um, like Julia Child, you know Julia Child?
1: Uh, you've spoken about her before.
2: Okay, what did she do? Mm-hmm. Really? You don't know who Julia Child is? For uh, real? Okay, so Julia. Really?
1: <laughs> the cookbooks? The chef? Oh, yeah, she was the, the. She had a show. Yeah. Yeah, a cooking show. Okay, thank you. Yeah. And she, and it, you Julia! You pour and the she... eggs. Yeah, there you go. The thing <laughs> in the pot. And. It, oh, you're good. You're it good. Boils and... So,
2: so Julia Child didn't write her first cookbook. She was in um, marketing and research. And then she decided to write her co- first cookbook at 50 years old. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Betty White. You know Betty White. Of course right? I know Betty White. Who said, Why are we always talking about it's hard as balls when a vagina is the one that takes the pounding? <laughs> I fucking love her. Yeah. Love her.
1: Let's have her on.
2: Oh, I would love she to. alive she's gonna outlive us all is and she still alive she is still alive she's in her 90s wow uh
1: she
2: she joined the mary tyler moore show at 51 and she is yes she's going to outlive us all i hope she does i love her
1: did you know that the the mother on the golden women what was it called was younger yeah. than
2: the other come on oh,
1: everybody knows that yeah yeah yeah. Golden Sophia, girls? well now yeah. they're all dead but you just said betty White's not dead
2: Oh, Betty anyway, White's the only one alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she, that, she doesn't count. She's like some kind of extraterrestrial. Right. I know extraterrestrial. the other two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the main, so Dorothy, uh, what, what was her real name? Uh, B. Arthur. Yes. Oh, the best. So, Betty anyway, White is going to, Stanley was 40 when he first started writing his comics and he, in his 40s when he started mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Oh, is that true? Mm-hmm.
1: He was in his 40s? He was in his 40s. Wow.
2: And okay, this is my favorite. I did this one for you. There were like 20 on the list. I did this one for you. Mamafuko Ando. What's his thing? What did he do? Uh, uh,
1: Mamafuko Ando? Mm
2: -hmm. Mamafuko Ando.
1: That's my thing?
2: Yep. You're going to love this.
1: Okay, tell me. Mm -hmm.
2: As Japan recovered from the end of World War II, Ando sought a way to provide quick and cheap noodles to his impoverished countrymen. Oh, ramen. At the age of 48, Ando developed the instant ramen, which succ- which sustains college students everywhere. Yeah. That's your man. That's awesome. That's your man. He was 48. Wow. So like fucking A, there's something to be said for being over 40 and fucking finding your niche. Wow. Don't stop, people. Do it. There's And there's enough enough success to go around. I love it. I love it too. Yeah. Fucking A. All
1: right. I have just a a couple bonus things. Okay. Oh, uh, there's something
2: really important I need to say after that. Go ahead. Okay. No, 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 no. You go first. Way more
1: important than mine. No, you go first. No, mine are just a couple. Well,
2: I was just going to say something about expectations and um, about the fact that we were talking about expectations for ourselves, and that I know that in some ways I don't live up to people's expectations. I know that I have no, friends not you. I know that I have friends who probably you know I disappoint sometimes, but um you know I, I think that if there's certain things you're relying on me for if you're relying on me to uh give you thank you notes or to not miss a birthday party or to RSVP or remember an appointment like I am terrible at all of that but I do think in my own life the way that I handle that with my friends and so that I don't I'm never mad at my friends like I'm never fighting with my friends I don't ever it just doesn't really happen I'm never fighting with my siblings like
1: get to the point please no
2: I, I am getting to the point is that It's incredibly important. Like we always say mom tribe. That's like a big thing now. You have your mom tribe. But for me, a tribe is it like it's different than a clique. Don't get it wrong. Like a clique to me is a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of women who travel as a unit and are like interchangeable. Right. A clique is like a whole bunch of women together. But for me, I have a tribe, which means I have people in all different areas and walks of my life that I re- like rely on for different things. Like in a tribe, a regular tribe, there's a healer, uh, there's like a wise one, a hunter, a shaman, a chief, and they each bring something different to the tribe. And I feel like I have done that in my life. Like I, you're the hunter. No, I'm the fucking like jester. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was part of the trial or not. It's not. (laughs) But what I'm saying is I, I don't ever rely on like one friend for everything. My best friends, all of them bring me different things. And I think that's so important that we need to be saying to ourselves, like if my friends come to me for certain things, I'm not the person for that. That's why you need different people from different walks of life. I have best friends from college that know nothing, you know, they're not related to my friends from high school. They're not related to, which all one of them, but they're not related to my parent friends. They're not related to my friends from you to like everyone has a different role. And I think that takes the burden and the expectation, the responsibility off of the other people in your life. I don't want people to rely on me for everything. I can't do that. I, I'm not.
1: Yeah, but they don't expect you to.
2: Well, I think in some ways I've had people in my life. But like my best friends and my sister know that, you know, they all have other people in their life, which I'm super happy about, that are going to give them the stuff that I can't. And, and then they're going to come to me for certain things that other people can't give them.
1: Like what? Name one. For me? Yeah.
2: Oh, shit. You, you're doubtful about nope.
1: this. Nope, I just want you to come uh, clean. I need mean fun, one. for one. So so their other friends aren't fun?
2: Not as fun as I am. That's true. That is true. That's
1: yeah. um, so why I married you.
2: I think that if they're fucking up as a mom or as a wife or as a person, they're going to come to me and be like, I did this. And i will be like, fuck that. I've done way worse than that. <laughs> And they're going to feel much better
1: about themselves. <laughs> so so they're, you're the like line that they have to come above right. to be like, oh, the she did this. the person who
2: they come to when they've, they're throwing up at their 40, 40th birthday party. And they're like, oh, shit, I embarrassed myself. And I'm like, bitch, let me tell you what I did. <laughs> you know, like I am the person who, but, but. you come to me and say, I sent you something. Oh, I have a great story. Okay. (laughs) Can I just tell this one story? Maybe it doesn't even add up, but it's a good story. Okay. So, um, oh, so when I had Mia, our oldest, Mm -hmm. I was suffering horribly from postpartum after. And we were getting all these gifts from people, which was so nice. We were getting clothes and toys, and we didn't have anything. So we were super grateful for everything. It was great. So, um... I got something from a cousin, a, a, a member of my family who who will remain yes. nameless,
1: okay.
2: um, sent me a letter three weeks after she was born saying, you might remember this once I talk it's
1: about it. It's sounding familiar, but I don't know who it is. You'll know. Okay. Uh,
2: saying, my wife and I sent you a gift three weeks ago. We have not yet received a thank you note.
1: No, I don't remember this.
2: Oh, shit. Yes.
1: That's fucked up.
2: Yes. The fact that we have not received a thank you note means, A, you never got the gift. (laughs) B, you didn't like the gift. Oh, no. C, you just haven't taken the time to write us a thank you note. Oh,
1: my God. Right. No, I want to know who this was. You'll know after. Okay.
2: And I remember I didn't. I purposely didn't write back to them because I was like,
1: "Fuck you." They don't deserve a response.
2: Well, that's a whole societal expectation thing, too, right? Like all these fucking thank yous. Like here I was suffering from postpartum depression. Even if you're not suffering from postpartum depression, <laughs> oh, you're figuring out how to be a fucking mom. You're like trying to have your kids survive while you're figuring out everything and people want a fucking thank you note from you, don't send me a fucking gift then. Yeah. I know I'm using the word fuck a lot, but I'm very passionate about it. Well, that makes And sense. I never want anybody to write
1: me a thank but you note. But you know what? Obviously, you're right. Because being in the party industry, where we we do a big invitation business and thank you business, we barely sell invitations and thank you notes at all. Really? Anymore. Well, it's Nobody. probably
2: all paperless posts.
1: Well, it, it's either a text or an email or an evite or a whatever saying, come to this thing. I I don't even know if I have more than five thank you notes in my store right now. Really? Nobody well, that does That makes me anymore. happy, actually. But that's what I'm saying. So my point was that- But this was an older
2: generation, It's too. the
1: older generation. So- what you are doing, which is kind of more the commonplace now, they didn't get or understand mm-hmm. that it's just kind of a thing now where it's like, yeah. okay, bring a fucking gift.
2: I, I, I don't want anybody to write me a thank nobody you. Nobody wants. Honestly, a thank I
3: you. probably
1: didn't
2: like the fucking sweater, but yeah, I, I'm who gonna right, and it, she's gonna outgrow it in four <laughs> seconds anyway. All right. But
1: all right, you, you come to my wedding. You know what your thank you was? You got to eat fucking. I a filet mignon no, and they had 16 care. cocktails. Right. Okay, that was your thank you. Right. Okay. I don't give you're a You're not going to get one in the mail. Right. That's your thank you.
2: But I want all that to go away. I want it all is. those expectations. I don't know though because I feel like people still get angry.
1: But it's happening. Uh, okay, just good. as I told you. you know, People are buying less and less so. every day of those things. I hope so. Okay. Lastly, on expectations. Mm-hmm. I just have a couple of things here. As if you're okay. listening and you're either newly married or new parents – Um, Just a couple of things that you kind of need to know before getting into this. Number one, don't expect that you can change someone. If you're trying to get into a marriage and you think, hey, I like this guy or I like this girl, but they could be tweaked here and I can change them in this way, get the fuck out now. You're not going to change somebody. You're going to meet in the middle because they have things they want to change about you. You have things you want to change about them. You're never going to change each other, but you're going to find out what works for the both of you. But don't expect them to change. Hmm. I think that's really important.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I haven't changed. You haven't changed. Yes, we have. We haven't we're changed. New, no, we're new people. We're, we've. We're 2 point met in the middle. Yes. We're, we're changed 2.0. Yeah, but
2: I would say what it means is don't expect them to change in the way you want them to. They're going to change, but that's a natural evolution. You're not going to
1: change them into what you want them to be.
2: Right. That's like expecting the dinosaurs to change the way you want them to change. (laughs) What the fuck are you talking about? But you, they change in the way they want to change, all the Okay. way all right. some kind of superpower <laughs> wants to change. Sure, wow.
1: All right, but it's uh, not going to
2: be the same way that you want them to change. You could be like I want Tyrannosaurus Rex to have right. four. Cool. horns. <laughs> that's more <fun> from this. <laughs> but he's going to have five because that's what God the wants.
1: Tyrannosaurus Rex never had horns. They just have two, baby arms that they Is can't you know reach what the anything. what tyro means. No. Oh,
3: Triceratops. There I you meant go. Triceratops. <laughs> all
1: right, ready? Mm. This is big. Mm. For all of you out there starting out, if you're successful and you're like getting married and you're like, eh, we got the world going on. No.
2: Oh, um, you want to just fucking like make everybody know that life sucks?
1: Don't expect things will make you happy.
2: Mm hmm. That's huge huge
1: they're gonna feel awesome at first when you buy them and they're amazing trust
2: me i love material items
1: i love stuff i love love things i love toys i love tech i love it all and you're and it makes you so happy for like the first week and then like a month later you're like oh man i shouldn't have fucking done that Mm -hmm. what a waste that shit Mm -hmm. it's you
2: know what's gonna feel better your kids going to college yes Mm
1: -hmm. yes yes amen Rent things is that a thing? Like, can I rent my stripper lights for like a month and then when I'm bored hate your stripper send lights. them back? You're so dumb.
2: We have to put pictures of that. Uh, rent the runway. You can rent dresses all the time. You can rent handbags. You can rent lots of stuff, but it's a pain in the ass.
1: Right, I'm just saying, like, you don't know, like. No, it's fun at first.
2: Like but... your blonde hair in the front.
1: <laughs> I I cut half of it out.
2: Yeah, well, you should cut the rest. Of I'm it trying,
1: out. but I have to buzz my head if I'm going to cut mm. it all out.
2: It a huge mistake.
3: All right. Lastly, yeah.
1: Don't expect that you're going to know how to parent. Like you're excited about having kids and you're like, yeah, I got this shit. I've seen this. I know what to do. No, you don't. Mm -mm. Nope. (laughs) Nobody knows. Nope. Your kid is different. Nobody knows. Your kid's not like anything you've ever seen before. You don't know how to dad or mom those kids. Mm -hmm. And don't expect that you're going to ever know how to do it.
3: Mm -hmm. I did.
1: I did. I thought I was going to be like, hey, well, I'm a fucking dad now. Great. Yeah, I'll play baseball, play uh, soccer with the kids. I'll- now you
2: take our son out to try to teach him our seven-year-olds to him how to ride a bike and you're like, my back, <laughs> I got to come in.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. That's all I got.
2: That's all I got too. All
1: right. So um, expectations. If you expected a good episode, <laughs> I hope you were pleasantly. Oh, God.
2: <laughs> no, Please. Sign, uh, you know, get the, uh, what's it called? The, uh, subscribe. Sure. <laughs> subscribe. Rate right, and review. enough for that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. We have a polyamory. Process. Yes, we have a polyamory thing coming up. That's Which a new term super that cool. I learned. Yes. I'm learning so You're much. are learning. We're new.
2: sociologists now. We're who? So I, when I was in college, I wanted to major in sociology and I decided not to because I was like, "What the fuck am I going to do with sociology degree?" And now I'm doing it.
1: I I would know totally soci- agree but with please, you if I knew what sociology please, okay, was. What do
2: you think it is?
1: Understanding the unknown in so- society. Okay,
2: yeah, like social beings, understanding how social beings function and how they interact. And... But it's
1: changing every
2: day. Absolutely, that's why sociology is so amazing.
1: So go yeah. study that shit.
2: Well, we Learn are. It. We literally are. That's what yeah. we're doing with our podcast is studying sociology. And we just had a major sociologist on. I mean, we're imposters. She's for real. Yeah. Dr. Eli. Dr. Yeah. Eli Sheff.
1: That was a fun conversation. Oh, I'm so excited about it. Wait till this comes it. out. Wait it's going to be you. fun.
2: You're going to love it. It's so great. And, and she was so open with us. And it's amazing. And I just want everyone to, same as me, I just want, let's all just open our Hearts and souls,
1: and we are the world. There you go. There we you go. All right. right. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Who wrote that?
2: Mm. Who wrote
1: Stevie Wonder? Holy shit! You're so wrong. Oh really? Who <laughs> yes. Is it? Who was it? The funny thing is, I thought you were gonna say Michael Jackson because no, he's... No, no, no. Yes, I know Michael Jackson. He wrote it. Yes.
2: Oh really? Well, I just watched so... Finding Neverland.
1: So <laughs> you watched it. I'm not I'm watching not... it. I, won't you, watch I it. told
2: you I watched it.
1: I don't remember that. I won't watch it. I'm too much of a hardcore Michael Jackson fan that mm. I won't watch it. I I, I, I can't do it. So it's anyway, tough. so we it's, are the it's world. Tough to watch. Michael Jackson is given like a hundred percent credit for writing that song, but it was him and Lionel Richie. Oh yeah, I was going to say Lionel Richie. Richie got zero credit. Oh, that's sad. for that. Because of a lot of reasons. Well,
2: it's interesting because Nicole Richie has done some, like, she's a real success. She is a real, she has done some amazing things and she has a very successful marriage. And I don't think anybody, after she did her whole reality show with Paris Hilton, I don't think anybody expected it.
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Um, Nicole Richie, she is an amazing entrepreneur.
1: Is Lionel Richie's wife? Daughter? That is his daughter. Granddaughter?
2: Not Not his birth daughter. But yes, he adopted her.
1: Oh, that's nice of him. Okay, <laughs>
2: fine. But she's, uh, yeah, she's amazing. She's done, and she's her marriage, her kids. She's done a really good job. She's amazing.
1: All right, let's get out of here, um, guys. Write thank you. Review, please and subscribe. Enough, uh, come on. They've heard oh, it. sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. okay, I'm done. You done? Okay. I'm done. Bye, guys. Love you. Love you. Bye.